10. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. I can just invite Imogen to come up. Um, We've been following a series about one another um, this term, and last week Tim spoke on teach and admonish one another, and this evening Imogen's going to speak about honouring one another. So let's just close our eyes. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for Imogen. We thank you that she is answering your call to actually share your word. I just pray that you will use her now. Just give her the words that you want to share. Just give her peace in her heart. And I just pray that it will be your clear message that we will hear this evening. In Jesus' name, Amen. Um, Good evening. Um, So, when I think about the word honour, the first image which comes into my mind is a kind of silver shining knight riding through the woods in some kind of Disney film, or like a general with lots of medals, or maybe, if you're lucky, some kind of Downton Abbey major gentleman. These are, these are the things that I think of when, when we think about honour. Um, but honour, I guess, in, a, in kind of a connected way, can, can mean slightly different things. Honour can mean respect, it can mean loving, it can mean being caring, um, it can mean being thankful. And this is the kind of honour that I think we can explore together this evening. So here at St. Matt's we um, have a a vision, I guess, for, for finding family and creating community. And as we're doing that in this place, And what we seek to do is to learn how to be that family and be that community to and for each other. So this one another series is kind of enabling us to learn better how to be that community and how to encourage each other and how to, um, yeah, to to share the love that we have been shown uh, with one another. So last week we heard about teaching and admonishing one another and today we're looking at honouring one another. In that passage, we heard so beautifully read um, <laughs> um, um, 
I kind of see three, three sections, which is helpful for a sermon. Um, so the first section is how we can honour God and how we as church can honour God. And then the second section is about how we as church can honour church, can honour this body together. And then the final section, which is kind of connected to the first two, is about honouring one another. So if you've got a Bible, I want to encourage you to, to have a look at it if you, if you can. And I think there should be some at the front if you haven't got one. So if you want to get one and have a look, please do. Please do come and do that so you can um, challenge me if I get anything wrong. Um, so we're going to just look at the first verse together. Um, so this is Romans chapter 12, starting at verse 1. Yeah, please do come get some Bibles if you need to. Um, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters... In view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So sacrifice in the Bible is a word that comes up quite a lot. And I guess in the Old Testament, we see sacrifice quite a lot. So the kind of first sacrifice, I think, although if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, um, is when Abraham goes up onto the hill and he has to sacrifice his son. God asks him to sacrifice his son for him. Fortunately, there is a lamb which God provides, so he doesn't have to do that. So that's the kind of first sacrifice. And then throughout the Old Testament, we see a kind of series of sacrifices and that comes through in the law and then in practice for the Israelites. And the reason why these sacrifices have to happen is because we as humans get stuff wrong. We, we mess up and we struggle with different things. And because of that, we are kind of separated from God. In relationships and in friendships, when something goes wrong, I often feel like there's a gap, there's like a barrier between you and that other person. And that's very similar to our relationship with God. So when stuff goes wrong or when we're living life in a kind of different way, there's a kind of barrier, a kind of separation that comes between us and God. And so the sacrifices in the Old Testament looked to kind of heal that barrier, to kind of heal that gap between us and God. And the exciting thing and the good news is that when Jesus came, he bridged that gap eternally and for everyone. So his sacrifice, he was like the ultimate lamb that Abraham found. He was like the one that covered all of our sins so that we need never give another sacrifice to bridge that gap. Which is good news for us and for all vegetarians. Um, (laughs) In fact, just for everyone, actually. Um, so, So those are the sacrifices that we see in the Bible. And because of those sacrifices, because of Jesus' sacrifice, we can respond in a sacrifice in a, in a kind of way. So here in this passage, we see, we see Paul saying to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. Um, John Piper said, let every act of your body in living be an act of worship. Let every act of your body in living be an act of worship. In the New Testament, there's a story about a lady who um, breaks a jar of perfume over Jesus and washes his feet with her hair. When I hear that story, I see a sacrifice. A financial sacrifice, yeah, and also a social sacrifice. What she is doing would have been probably frowned upon. She sacrifices something because of the love that she feels for Jesus. For her, that breaking of perfume is an act of worship. And it is her action, her her living, her body in living, 
but is that act of worship. So we too can show our love for Jesus and what he's done for us in the way that we live. I love this this, um, quote because it kind of suggests that the way our bodies, our bodies in themselves, in their very living being, can be an act of worship. So that can be the way that you, the way that you breathe, or the way that you walk, or the way that you talk, or the way that you interact with someone at the baker's, or if you have a baker's in your life, lucky people, um, or, or how you interact with someone on a bus, or a child in a classroom, or a lecturer, or whoever that person might be, or whatever that way of living might, might be, that can be an act of worship. And what I see in that woman who breaks that perfume is great honour for God. So in worship and in living lives that are an act of worship, we show honour to God. We show our love, our respect, our thankfulness for who he is in our lives. So honouring God is living a life that is full of actions, little and big actions, that are totally fueled by love. Honouring God is living a life full of actions that are fueled by love. I'm going to just read the next little bit, starting from verse 4. So if you've got a Bible, just please follow. Um, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. So because of the sacrifice that Jesus, um, Jesus gave for us, that, that bridge between us and God has been eternally united. So we are reunited with God, but we are also reunited as a body. We are also joined together. There are so many different kinds of people in this room. And the reason why we are here is because of something that's going on in our hearts. We are united together because of what Jesus did. We are his body, the body of Christ. I don't study a science, I study politics, and that means at Bath University I basically know nothing in comparison to all the scientists out there. So I'm sorry in advance for my poor biological facts. Um, But as far as I'm aware, the body is complicated. Um, John studies biomedical science, so I quite often hear snippets about, like, DNA or cancer cells or the pancreas or something. Um, And as far as I'm aware, it's very complicated. And there are lots of different bits. There's lots of different bones in your body, and there's lots of different organs, and they all do different things. And each bit has its own role. There's no point the heart trying to be a lung because the heart's a heart. And there's no point in the kidney trying to be anything else that might be near a kidney, because it's a kidney. There are unique parts of our body that have to function as themselves for the body to fully function. And the body, in fully functioning, has to work together. All those little individual bits need to work to the best of their ability so that the body can properly and fully function. And actually... For the body to be able to grow, those parts need to be working together and working properly to the best of their ability. So if we are the body of Christ, we are all different. 
We're all unique. We all come from different places. We have different gifts and different callings, different passions, different hates. But when we come together, if we enable the differences within us to be, to be seen and to be real, then in our uniqueness, we can work together to function as God wants us to function, as Christ would envisage his body to work. And to enable us to grow, we need to work together to the best of our ability as individuals with individual gifts, because that is how a body works. In that passage, just after that bit that I read, there's then a list of lots of different gifts. So um, kind of prophesying or teaching or encouraging or leading. And they are all really exciting things that God has on his heart and has placed on different people's hearts in this room. Maybe you feel like you have a gift of prophecy, that you can sense words or pictures for an individual. That is a gift that is unique to you and it needs to be grown and encouraged so that we as a body can grow and so that we as a body can fully function. There are also other things that maybe are not on that list that you might feel like you have a call to. Maybe that's children's ministry and maybe that's working at the tech desk or being in the worship band or clearing chairs at the end of the service. The way that this body works is by many, many individuals having unique gifts from God and embracing those gifts and working together to the best of our abilities to function and grow as a body. I want to say thank you to those of you that work on the tech desk, to those of you that play in the band, to those of you that pray, to the children's groups, to the youth group, to the cafe team, to those of you who sense a call to leadership or to teaching, maybe you lead a life hub, to those of you that feel like you are prophetic in a way that you can sense those pictures for people, I want to say thank you because you are unique and you are special. And with you fully functioning, we as a body together can fully function because we can't be like anyone else. We can only be ourselves. I would like you to do something a bit weird, and I'm sorry if it is a bit weird, and I'm sorry for using the W word. We have a ban on weird because it's a funny word. Um, um, so if you'd like to speak to the person next to you, and I want you to share what it is that you feel called to or what it is that you do in this community. So maybe you are already on a team, and maybe just share that with someone. Or maybe you feel like you have a, you have a passion for something, and if you're not involved in anything, that's totally fine. This isn't like a, oh my goodness, you must be involved in everything. Just, I just want to, us to express to each other the different things that we do. And maybe if there's something on your heart that you're not involved with, just share that with the person next to you. And then I want you to say thank you to each other and to encourage each other in whatever that is. So I'm just going to give you a couple of minutes to do that in your little team. Cool. Okay. Please, um, please go back to those conversations afterwards if you'd like to. <laughs> Good job. So the reason why um, I got you to do that was because um, if we want to honour this body, if we want to honour this church, I think there are two things that need to happen. There's probably lots of things, but maybe just we'll just focus on two just now. 
The first thing we need to do is to recognize that we are different. To recognize that we have different calls on our lives, that we have different passions, different gifts that God has given us. So that's the first thing, to recognize those differences. And then the second thing that we need to do is to encourage them. Because it only happens in encouragement that we can feel able to step into those roles or step into that calling and that we can then grow in those so that as a body we can grow and function as God wants us to. So as a body, if we want to honour this body which is under Christ and united together in him, we need to recognise our differences and then encourage them so that as a body we might grow as Christ wants us to. And to honour God, we need to live lives that are full of action, which are fueled by love. I'm just going to read that last verse again, um, verse 10. Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. If we are honouring one another, in many ways that kind of encompasses the things that we've talked about before. If we're honouring God in the way that we live our lives, if our, if, if our actions in our lives are an act of worship, an act of love for the love that we've been shown and loving others in, in our communities and honouring them in what they do and honouring God in that, there will be an element of honouring each other. When we honour church by seeing and thanking and supporting differences, we are also honouring one another in doing that. Um, but this verse about honouring one another above yourselves kind of strikes, strikes me one thing to add. And that thing, I guess, is humility. C.S. Lewis said that true humility is not thinking less of yourself, but is thinking of yourself less. When people encourage humility in me, um, sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm awful really, really bad. I'm just an awful person and everything goes wrong all the time and really everyone else is so much better than me because I'm just awful. That's not actually what true humility is. True humility is about saying, actually, what, what does this person need? And I'm, I'm not actually going to think about myself for a little minute. I'm actually going to think about someone else. It's not about thinking less of ourselves. It's about just thinking about others more. And in thinking about others more, you think about yourself less. I think humility looks a bit like going into a conversation looking to thank someone else instead of going into a conversation hoping to be thanked. Or going into a conversation actively looking to support and encourage someone else rather than going into a conversation hoping to be encouraged in what you are doing. Perhaps it is going into a conversation looking to listen, rather than looking to be heard. And if we can embrace that meaning of humility, that listening heart, that listening desire to care and learn and love each other, we are honouring one another. Because when we listen, we are saying, you are worth my time. You are worth my attention. And actually, right now, you are more important than me. 
Not because I'm awful or because I'm bad or because I'm any worse as a person than you, but because I care for you and I want to honour you. So honouring one another is simply thinking less about ourselves and thinking a little bit more about each other. Honouring church is about recognising and encouraging those differences so that we as a body might grow. And honouring God is about living a life that is full of action, fueled by love. I'm going to ask the band to come up and we're going to have a time of worship and to end our service together. And we're going to have prayer ministry at the side. So if you feel like there are things that are on your heart that have challenged you or encouraged you or spoken to you in any way, um, I want to encourage you to, to go and get prayer or maybe to ask someone around you, someone that you know, to pray for you in that. Maybe you feel like there is a separation between you and God. And actually what needs to happen is there needs to be an acceptance of Jesus as that lamb who can bridge that gap and make sure that divide is never in place again. Maybe you feel like the way that you live is not honouring God. That the way your life is leading or the way your life is looking is not an act of worship and you would really like it to be. Maybe you feel like there are gifts and callings on your heart that you are questioning or, um, or are stirring within you and you'd like to, to seek them out a little bit more and to enter into a conversation with God about them. Or maybe you just need to be listened to because actually as much as we all need to listen to one another, that does mean there is someone to listen to. So maybe tonight you just feel like you need to chat about something and there's something that is on your heart that you want to share. And so I want to encourage you to to get prayer or to speak to someone if you are in any of those categories or for any other reason as well. Honouring one another is about thinking slightly more about others and just a little bit less about ourselves. Honouring this body is about saying we have differences about recognising them but about supporting and encouraging them so that we as a body can grow under Christ and honouring God is about living lives that are full of actions which are fueled by love which we have been shown ultimately on the cross so I'm going to hand over to Tim and the band and we're going to just worship together as family